Wiebe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Wiebe, my first question is always, does logistics matter? It does matter, definitely. It matters uh, everywhere, either seen or unseen. <laughs> 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 and I, I think in the in the in the past two three years uh more seen than unseen correct yeah i think everybody has uh noticed that the logistics is uh is key to everything that we buy uh that we want to buy <laughs> that we would like to buy uh and that's uh that we use on a daily basis yes i think it's uh it's key to uh to keeping everything and everyone up and running um, and what is your own uh, link to logistics? How did you how did you end up working in logistics? Uh, I started in logistics about I think about fifteen years ago. Um, actually, I did a, um, a study in, in trade management, uh, but never actually liked logistics myself while studying, and also actually didn't go into logistics uh, in my first job. But eventually, enrolled. Uh, happened to to meet someone who was looking for someone in sales and logistics and operations. And um, that happened in Singapore, where I was started uh, started working for a for a small freight forwarder um, focused on time critical logistics. Uh, where I was started in in sales, business development, and then eventually, actually, I I started in um, in, in operations as well, uh, learning everything, uh, um, yeah, from uh, on the operational level, really the ins and outs on the customs clearance, uh, the freight forwarding, uh, what customers want um, on the global scale. So quite. Uh, Quite lucky and quite weird where actually I didn't have any interest in logistics in the first place. I had a very in big interest in aviation, uh, being flying around the world and seeing the world, uh, but not mm. actually in uh, how um, boxes move around or anything. Um, and, uh, and of course, it was really when, when I started, it was time critical logistics. So it was very exciting, keeping factories up and running and everything. So never actually dealt with the slower part like ocean freight that came later um, in, my, uh, in, my, in my time at cargo base. But uh, yeah. That was basically where I uh, where I started in, in logistics. So I started in Singapore, and then actually I moved to to Europe, then back to Singapore, and I spent some time in uh, in the US and Detroit, and then back in uh, in Singapore again. And uh, I say uh, I've been uh, traveling the world uh, for the past thirteen years, uh, almost on a on a, on a monthly basis. Uh, so it's uh, not not uh, geographically bound, but uh, everywhere everywhere in the world and. Uh, helping all kinds of companies in various industries. So uh, what I thought was really boring, actually, I, I, I now believe it's probably one of the most in one of the most interesting uh, industries to uh, to work in. Yeah, yeah, I guess in that aspect, we're absolutely lucky. Yes. Yeah, because because most people don't work in logistics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. No. If they only, if they only knew. Yes, indeed, indeed. indeed. But it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> like, you know, if you're, if you're anything that we, that we, that we use on a daily basis. If you uh, like the laptop that I'm using or the car that we drive in, if you open it up, if you see what the parts that are in there and where all these parts come from, and if you would just put that on a world map, then you see how important logistics is. Uh, because yeah, it's, definitely. It's one big web. Yeah. So, so you went from uh, from from solely time critical to to uh, I guess freight that that well that moves with any speed that you want because uh, your the platform that you uh, have designed and built mm -hmm. actually manages uh, freight in in any mode uh, you could possibly need, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, so I started so when I was working for a, um, uh, a freight. A freight forwarder uh, doing time critical indeed so uh, mostly urgent part urgent urgent packages uh, from small to big uh, so not only yep. uh, not small pack but 
you know, express air freight, uh, charters, express road freight, anything like that. Um, yeah. And what I what I noticed was that all these large companies they manage all that type of logistics uh, by email. And I was receiving over a thousand emails on a daily basis. And back in the days when we had that that phone that blinked red when you had an email, basically it was blinking red all the time. And I thought, yes. okay. Um, Let's see if there's anything, any technology that can actually help these companies. And uh, hence, I started CargoBase um, 10 years ago, and it's an anniversary this year. And um, when we when we started, we um, we thought, okay, we will build a platform purely for procurement of time critical services. And when we started doing that, after I think two or three years, a lot of companies actually said, okay, actually, we want to use the same platform for all our freights are also for ocean freight, also for parcel, also for real, also for regular air, regular road, etc. So it was not our decision to go into the, what I would see 10 years ago as the boring part of logistics, the slow moving logistics. They actually asked us, hey, can you help us out in that logistics? And then we actually start doing that as well. And I, know, I, I noticed that it's not only the time critical logistics that was managed by email and Excel sheets, it was actually Unfortunately, for many companies, a lot of their logistics is still managed by email and, and spreadsheets. Um, so that's actually where we saw the opportunity not to go only stay in a very niche, but actually broaden the, the scope into all kinds of, uh, of logistic services, because our customers are, are global and they have global shipping needs, not only uh, locally, domestically or regionally. It's basically um, yeah, all over the place. And then, of course, you, it's unavoidable that you have to be able to support all types of freight modes. Um, so that's quite, uh, yeah, quite exciting. Yeah, a, a lot of freight is managed with Excel sheets and, and, and indeed a lot of telephone calls and emails. And um, uh, are, are you seeing uh, huge decreases in, in calls and emails with, uh, with the customers that are using your platform? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we, I think a lot, of, a lot of people underestimate how many emails and how many how many manual actions they do to organize freight. Uh, they always say, oh, an email is much faster than uh, than putting information in a system or doing it through a system. Uh, but then when yeah. they actually, when you actually show them, okay, how many emails did you actually use and how many people did you actually put in CC and how many time actually yeah. did people spend on reading and replying and, and working on these emails, that's um, yeah, way more. So. Of these scenes so far, it's about an 80% reduction in, in time that they spend on actually organizing and managing an entire shipment, uh, doing it through a platform using automation and smart technology rather than doing everything manual. Um, and where they say, okay, maybe email is a way of automating it, but of course there's a lot of manual work that's being done with it as well and manual I don't know, uh, tasks that you have to complete uh, outside of emails as well, either phone calls or or real paperwork or anything like that. So I think that is, uh, that's, 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 I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the benefit of a platform and where, of course, the different, um, the different, uh, the, the new generation, or I said the younger generation of people who are more tech savvy and use technology on a day-to-day -day basis in anything that they do, uh, of course, are now looking to use the same technologies also in, in logistics. Um, so that's also where we are seeing right now a massive um, uptake of of companies that say, "Hey, we're using on a day-to-day, -day, either if it's food delivery or ordering or or e-commerce, they're seeing all these cool features on visibility and anything uh, where they save way much, way more time than going to the to the supermarket, going to I don't know, go to the city center and or a shopping mall and buy stuff there. They can do everything online. 
why can they not do actually the same thing for logistics, right? So I think that's uh, that's quite yeah quite exciting to see that that whole change right now. Yeah, and and I had that years ago when I was uh, still working for a logistics service provider. I was always wondering um, um, why everything that's happening in logistics is so um, uh, so so complicated, and and it's and it's the, the visibility is low, and it's difficult to find things. While when I uh, have my phone and I need anything that is connected to my personal life, it's it's super fast, it's super easy, it's accessible. Uh, the graphical user interfaces are 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 really smooth and uh, and and everything works. And then when you uh, when when I was looking at the different uh, logistic systems, whether it was a warehouse management system or a transportation management system, uh, you know, in my in my in my engineering days, um, it was all so needlessly complicated. Um, why do you think did it take so long for the logistics industry to catch up to that and to um, uh, to create these these newer and smoother and 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 more more efficient ways of uh, of uh, handling data and and working? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think a lot of things have to do. Okay, so so nobody likes change um, in general, and operational people definitely don't like change. No. And I think in the past, hmm. um, logistics. Uh, professionals uh, remained especially way longer in their in their position. I think that's what we see with the, mm-hmm. so the older generation um, stays within this can could easily stay within the same job for twenty five years, right? And you have your business relationships, yeah. Yeah. and you have a reliable network, and you have a reliable process. It might be minimal process, but it works, right? So that generation yeah. never actually thought, okay, let's change because why would we change? Because there's a lot of work and a lot of risk, and it costs money and um, there's no need to invest anymore because um, either they are bound, they're just waiting for, to go for retirement, right? Let's just say it in that way, or yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the risk is too high, or the, the, there's too much investment, or they don't really understand what's really available, right? There's also, of course, a, a gap between um, how they've done it in the past 25 years and what technology has evolved in the part in, and how up to date they are with the technologies, of course, as well because. Everybody is being blinded by smoke and mirrors of all the great, um, yeah, uh, features that are being uh, become available. I know GPS tracking, all these things that are very cool for e-commerce, but might actually not be applicable and very scary thing for the older generation to actually um, adapt to. Um, so, so they basically want to protect whatever they have built up in the past twenty-five years, right? Because that's their legacy. Uh, but what we're seeing right now is actually that COVID has. Um, has basically changed, basically made the, the, the transition to the, the next generation of logistics professionals much faster. Mm-hmm. We're seeing now that a lot of people actually have, uh, the, the, let's say the people that have been in the same position for 25 years have maybe gone for, for an early retirement or have uh, gone to a different part of the position, et cetera, or they've brought new people on board uh, because it was necessary to basically transform the business. And the newer generation of logistics professional is way more tech savvy uh, they want to uh, impress their boss uh, in a much faster way because most of them will stay within the same job maybe two to four years. Uh, so first of all, yeah. they they want to uh, they get up up to up and running much faster. And once they're there, they immediately want to see okay, how can we make changes? How can I make an impact? Because that will help me in my career and makes me uh, go one step higher, etc. Um, so if they want to do that, of course they they are not gonna. 
uh, engage a party um, for an, uh, a transport management system or anything that has an implementation time of two to three years or even even longer because they're never going to see yeah. a full implementation, right? So they can't take the credit. And it's not cool to to show your resume and say, <laughs> like, I've done the implementation of system X, Y, Z. And they ask you, okay, so how did it go? Did it was it a success? I say, ah, I can't tell you because I never, I never finished the implementation of it, right? So I think that's yeah. the running joke that I have with a lot of potential customers that we speak to. And they say, okay, so what do you think of this system? What do you think of that system, et cetera? It's like, okay, if you choose for that system, look, it might have all the features and all the requirements that you have, but... Uh, we're currently in a, in a meeting room with six people and, and um, probably four of the people that are currently in the room are not going to see the end of the implementation. So uh, is, that, is, that, is that the way you want to go or do you want to see something that you actually, uh, yeah, actually where you actually can see the results? And I think that's also the, the different mindset in a lot of uh, large companies, a lot of Fortune 500s where, where we work with. Basically, we hear from even on the C-level that the C-level basically... Um, shares with their their employees and their team saying, okay, um, we we want you to be engaged in projects that are quick wins. So basically, um, short implementation yeah. time and basically where we can see results within months time rather than a year time. Um, so basically, do not hesitate to uh, make small changes that might have already uh, an issue because a lot of small changes eventually are still a big, big impact on the organization. Do not just wait and focus on one big project only because um, what if that doesn't become a, a success? Um, and, and the management right now, especially what you said as well, especially during during COVID, everybody got more involved in logistics, right? Um, I think in any yeah. large organization, logistics and the challenges that logistics has uh, became part of the discussion in any board meeting organization. Uh, three years ago, that was never uh, never the case. So I think that's the, that's the big change and the big change in um in the in the type of logistics managers as well yeah so and so so you think that that's also the effects of uh, uh what's been happening in 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 freight and in global trade for the for the past years or is it also a uh the 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 natural is it natural evolvement because the the younger more tech savvy people are getting older and are uh, getting at an, an age and a position in the company um, that they are being trusted, or or do you see companies where the um, yeah where the where the relatively old uh, C level person says, okay, I may, maybe I don't fully understand what is happening, but I'm gonna trust the judgment of my younger generation mm -hmm. who apparently know this digital technology. And we're just going to see where it takes it, where it takes yeah, no, us. Well, well, we're seeing a lot of large organization that the younger generation is being trusted and basically they're being told, you know, uh, with a lot of the, um, with the new type of, of logistics, same as with logistics technology, same with cargo base, um, it's not a, we're not a license-based um, uh, company. So that means that the investment to actually start using newer technologies, it's not a, uh, in a, a capex investment where you have to sign up a check for a million etc so it's not like you something so it's easier yes. for them to say hey i have a project i found some cool technology i think it can help us uh, massively can we just start using it and then uh, let's run a trial for for three months for six months and see if it works if it works awesome if it doesn't work we tried we learned and we move on to something else uh, and that's actually with um what we've seen and so when i started 10 years ago where a lot of companies were, oh, no, we have to go with these companies because that's reliable and it's the backbone of organization, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Where, where um, I think it was three months ago, I had a meeting with the um, uh, logistics team of a very large uh, semiconductor company. 
And um, I was the oldest at the table and everybody else, but they were all decision makers. I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's a bit, a bit, of, the, bit of the change. And that company, funnily enough, I knew that company already 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, there was a more senior person who, was, who said, no, 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 no innovation. Uh, we just go with what we know and what works. So I had to wait 10 years for them to finally become a customer, but it did work out. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually, that's actually uh, uh, ironic hearing a, hearing a rep representative of a semiconductor company say, no, 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 that's too innovative. Yeah. Because if, if, if there's one thing that these guys need to be is, is like super innovative. Correct. No, but that, but you'll, 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 you'll be surprised in, in any industry where you expect, you expect, oh, this is a massive company. They must have systems that are, that are solid and that uh, they must not have any type of you know, manual processes anymore, et cetera. They, I'm sure that these companies, they track their shipments in some fancy I know, fancy room with all the kind of displays where they see on the live map where all the shipments are. And then you, they ask them, so how do you, how do you track your shipments? Yeah, yeah, I just want big uh, master uh, spreadsheet where we have all the numbers on and then we check manually where the shipments are. <laughs> things like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be surprised. It's, it's a <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a little bit uh, the the story of the dentist, uh, you know, and then his children all have yes, cavities. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit yeah, that story. Yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so so uh, great to hear about uh, the developments, and I, I I myself love the fact that the younger generations are uh, getting a larger voice mm -hmm. because it's uh, it's um, it's propelling the industry forward and, and um, uh, creating a lot of uh, really innovative new. Uh, possibilities so if 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 we are if we look back at at the past few years but i guess especially also if we look forward um what are the developments that you are seeing in in freight mm -hmm. uh, uh you, you know you you guys manage freight on all modalities mm -hmm. uh so i guess you have a a, a a good view of of what's happening uh and an idea of what might happen yeah correct yeah so we so we 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 I say our our platform we allow uh, companies to manage their all their freight in their in our platform. So we we started uh, ten years ago as a as a freight procurement platform, um, and a, mm -hmm. a freight procurement platform first for time critical, and then a freight procurement platform for all modalities uh, on a global scale. Uh, then it became a platform for freight procurement as well as for shipment tracking. And now basically uh, last year October we actually um, yeah revamped. The, the offering to not only freight procurement, but also actually a full transport management system. Uh, so 100% software based where we don't have any involvement in whatever customers do. Customers are 100% in charge of their freight forwarders. We're not a, or, or mm -hmm. carriers or, or whatever they're working with. Uh, we're just providing the software. We help them to uh, innovate their processes. So we help them really challenge on, um, on what processes do they currently have in place? How can we put these processes into our platform? And how can we uh, improve these processes? Because what we're seeing in a lot of organizations and with a lot of technology, that the, the technology that's being offered actually copies whatever current processes they have already. It actually doesn't actually change the processes. So that means that they do have a better way to capture the data and to do things with the data, but it actually does not actually improve the um, the way how how companies actually manage their processes, how they manage their day-to-day -day operations, et cetera. And I think that's the thing that we're seeing in, in freight. And I think that is also what COVID uh, and the whole, all, all the disruptions basically have, um, um, basically have helped people open their eyes on the management level as well, operational level. 
is that um, in, in companies need to be extremely flexible in the way how they manage their logistics. And um, a lot of companies overcomplicate how they manage logistics. So they capture too much unnecessary data, uh, a lot of nice-to-haves, a lot of bells and whistles, etc. And that's also because, um, in the especially in the in the software side, in the transport management side, a lot of senior management is involved in the decision-making process of what they actually uh, want to get out of a transport management system. And the people who actually mm -hmm. sit on the uh, who actually manage the logistics on a day-to-day -day basis, the logistics operations, who actually use the technology almost their entire day uh, and are 99% of the actual users, those are actually usually not really being involved in the process. So what you actually end up with is a massive disconnect between senior management and logistics operations uh, that procure a solution that nobody wants to use that is very user unfriendly and eventually not giving the actual results. So that's what we're what we're seeing in the in the, the change of or, the, or let's say the, the complexities that a lot of uh, companies have when it comes to selecting logistics technology. Um, but getting back to your question, because you're, you're basically saying what, what the, the difference that comp how companies are managing their freight or? Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking of like, uh, the, the, the changes that, that are occurring in, in the different freight mm. markets. Whether it's whether it's air freight or or ocean freight, I mean, there are these different modalities. Um, um, you know, there are different different changes in different industries, and and I figured with so many customers um, uh, shipping uh, so so much freight of, across so many modalities. Um, yeah, I was wondering what your what your vision is on 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 where these these freight markets are are yeah. moving. No, so I think of course there there are a few things that we see right. So we we see first that. The way how, how um, in the freight procurement itself, we've seen that um, before COVID already, um, and also current in the current market, uh, because the the rates yeah. have gone up massively, the rates have dropped, the rates have gone up again. Uh, uh, companies need to be able to respond much quicker to the difference in in the in, in the freight market itself. So that means either are they yeah. going to contract freight, are they going to do spot buy freight, etc. And we're seeing now, for example, a massive change where. People say, okay, we're not going to do any contracted freight anymore. We're going to do everything on the spot buy because that's basically um, more cost effective. Um, and then, of course, on the other side as well, you're seeing in general, you're seeing that companies are um, are being more careful with selecting their suppliers. Um, are they supplying? Are they looking for suppliers? For example, a manufacturing in Mexico. Are they looking for suppliers in Mexico or the South American or North American region? Or are they still going to uh, mm -hmm. look for suppliers that are based in Asia, etc.? Because they've seen what difficulties um, they have if there is a disruption in the supply, right? If they if the freight rate got up and they they, they indeed they they spend I don't know um, ten fifteen thousand on a, an ocean freight container, right? It used to be uh, a few thousand. Then of course, uh, is it worth still uh, finding suppliers and having an entire global supply chain, or is it way more? Is it better to actually do more, um, uh, basically shore these these suppliers nearby? And I think that's a, a general change that we're seeing um, right now is that a lot of uh, companies are um, looking for suppliers nearby to basically um, yeah. make the risk uh, of of supply chain disruptions much smaller, basically minimize the risk uh, than being exposed to uh, to the risk that a global supply chain has. But of course, there. There's only some so much you can do, and especially the, 
it takes years to do that. It's not that you can just move all these factories from China to Mexico or from Europe to China to Mexico or from, from China to um, to Europe itself, right? That does not happen overnight. So that, that will take the time. But I think a lot of companies have learned their lesson the hard way of the the risks uh, that probably were not calculated in, uh, calculated, uh, yeah. taken into consideration uh, many years ago when they uh, when they start uh, start sourcing their their suppliers. Yeah, yeah. That so they they no longer keep their eggs uh, their eggs in the one basket. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you seeing uh, different uh, different developments in different regions? So is the is is Asia uh, responding differently than than Europe and is or or than uh, than the US or or the South America? Are you seeing seeing? I think that yeah. See, so of course in 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 Asia we're seeing more. Um, so that, of course, there's a massive domestic market in, in Asia itself, right? So uh, what we're seeing yeah. in, in Singapore, Malaysia, a lot of the suppliers that they have are actually from the region itself. So they never were that badly affected that, for example, uh, the folks in, uh, in in the US, Mexico or Europe were, right? Um, because they, of yeah. course, the, the, we all know that um, the, uh, uh, the, the ocean freight rates and the air freight rates to bring to bring um, products from Asia to uh, to North America, South America, as well as to Europe, of course, have have gone up so uh, so badly that it affected everyone. Uh, where within the domestic in in Asia, it's, it it was of course also has gone up, but not as uh, yeah to the effect that it really uh, uh, look. If you are shipping something from uh, from China to Singapore, it it takes maybe uh, a week. Uh, if it's on ocean freight or, or two weeks, yeah. If you're doing something from from China to um, to Mexico, it takes uh, uh, six weeks, eight weeks. Uh, if there's disruption, if it does, and in the past it was not even uh, a fact that it actually would move, that it would actually be put on a container or put on the airplane or anything like that, right? So I think that's of course is the the, dif the difference that it's easier for in Asia if you have local suppliers to actually uh, to change, where in 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 North America and in Europe, you're they're way more reliant on what actually happens in uh, in Asia. Hmm. Um, um, so, uh, looking forward, what what um, what does the future look like for uh, for for Cargo Base for your company? What 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 are you what 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 new and innovative things are you guys? Oh, working a lot on? of things. So it's, it's very exciting. So I think that so we we've, we've been around, of course, already for for about ten years, and I think our story is very unique um, because we are. We're from the freight industry, and I think a lot of the tech companies actually are founded not by freight uh, freight professionals, but actually by um, by tech professionals. I think that's that's already a massive, yeah. massive difference, yeah. right? I think the other difference is also that uh, we actually work to the point that we're actually a profitable company. Um, so even before COVID, we were already a profitable company, and that basically have managed to uh, to fuel our own uh, our own growth. Uh, they will be we closed around earlier this year. Um, uh, a growth round financing purely to invest in our product and our and our sales and marketing capabilities to actually grow even far, uh, faster. So what we have done is massively nice. in, in, invest in our product um, to uh, because primarily uh, before let's say before uh, let's say about one and a half years ago we, we primarily focused on the on the the freight procurement side um, and um, we thought okay yep. that's something that we have mastered and that we're really really good at. Um, but then actually there were other points as well where we were not, um, let's say out of one out of 10, we were maybe scoring a, 
a six or a seven and we want to be a, a, a ten, 10 of course everywhere right so we started to yes. invest in, <laughs> in a lot of in in, uh, in in freight visibility but then of course freight visibility is a very big big point because what is freight visibility does that mean that you have yeah. milestone updates does that mean that you have gps tracking um or do you have does that mean that you have a predictive eta all these kind of um yeah different um uh, different options and and and, and ways of, of offering great visibility. Um, but where we're gonna, uh, the things that we're really gonna focus on is, okay, uh, user experience. So we're launching an, a new user interface in, uh, in February. Uh, user interfaces, mm -hmm. our, our platform is already seen as a very user-friendly um, platform uh, for logistics professionals, but we, um, we're gonna even uh, make it even better. Um, so basically, uh, less clicking, um, customizable dashboards, etc. Uh, still easy to customize for our, our end customers. Uh, the other thing is the freight visibility part. Um, and then data is also extremely uh, important. Uh, so we put up a, um, um, a team of, of um, data scientists who are actually going to look at the 10 years of data that we actually have and also the data from our customers. And then basically, you're going to look, okay, how can we actually help our customers better. Uh, because we're seeing that a lot of customers have focused on actually, we want to have access to good data. We want to have quality data. We don't want to rely on our logistic service providers. We want to actually have data um, from ourselves. Um, but how are we actually, uh, what we're actually seeing right now is that customers actually have a, don't have the, um, the, not the capability. They don't have the time often to actually look at the data or actually uh, crunch the data in a way that they can actually, yeah, uh, yeah actually, actually use it. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's key. Uh, Aviba, uh, I'd like to thank you for, uh, for sharing your views with us. Um, it was really interesting from, uh, from, from the upcoming young generations in, in logistics, uh, uh, until the developments in the, in the freight market. Yeah. The best of luck with uh, with growing cargo base uh, uh, further. I will I will keep uh, following you with interest. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Great uh, great catch up.